0: You're listening to the Teaching and Learning podcast. The podcast where teachers are the learners and come together to talk about how to make the most of their students' learning experiences.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Teaching and Learning
0: podcast. I'm Jordan Petapano, English teacher here at Conan High School, and the title of today's show is Forward. I had the chance to sit down and talk with Principal Julie Novak. Who talks about the idea of forward, and we hear her perspectives as a principal our experiences as a school community this year. A little bit about Principal Novak. She is currently the principal of James B. Conant High School here in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. She's currently serving her sixth year in this role. Prior to becoming principal, she was a special education teacher, a special education department chair, special education assistant director for the district, and the director of special education in District 211 from 2008 to 2014 before being appointed as principal. Mrs. Novak has received many accolades in her educational career. While being the award recipient of the Illinois State Board of Education's Those Who Excel Award both in 2001 and 2020, Mrs. Novak also earned the Top Dog Award from the Conant High School Wellness Department during the 2019-2020 school year, which I hear is very prestigious. Mrs. Novak received her bachelor's degree in education from Northern Illinois University and a master's degree in educational administration from National Lewis University. In our wide-ranging conversation, you'll hear about how the pandemic has been impacting our students and staff, how our teachers have risen to the challenge of teaching in the remote and hybrid environments, and a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes administrators have been up to in the meantime. We hope you enjoy today's conversation and stick around afterwards for a few thoughts and takeaways. All right, hello, I'm here with Principal Julie Novak. How are you doing today, Julie? I'm doing very well, thank you, Jordan. I'm glad that you could join us on the show today. Uh, So we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the concept of forward. Uh, This was something that you presented to our staff, uh, I think originally uh, about uh, maybe a month and a half ago or so, and uh, something we've brought up a few times since then. Um, So we just wanted to start there and uh, hear a little bit more about uh, just your thoughts behind that one word and uh, what you mean by that for everybody.
1: Great. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, um, I am kind of a one word sort of person. I find uh, sometimes um, using a word as an anchor for me to remind myself of uh, what's going on or what is a way that I can react to something uh, almost therapeutic for me in a way. And at the beginning of the year, you know, we talked a lot about grace and patience previously. Uh, you know, kindness has been something that I use as a word. It can just be kind, a short, simple phrase. Uh, And I think especially during troubled times when things feel so out of control, the concept of forward, um, even though it doesn't always feel like we're moving forward is something that for me, at least I find um, to kind of uh, offer me hope and uh, just, a vision that we are moving forward, no matter what, the irony of us rolling out the bracelets, uh, the day that we were actually moving to remote, uh, in the oddest way, I found comfort in too, because even though it feels like a step forward, which is our step backward, which I would say is um, very, you know, very much like how 2020 has felt that it is that Uh, two steps, uh, you know, one step forward, two step backward, we are still moving forward. And what I knew was moving back into the remote model that we were in such a better place than we were in the spring. Um, So I see that as forward movement and whether it's watching the news and current events or things in my own personal life, I really just try to focus on Uh, forward right now? You know, where are we going? And what is the hope in that uh, word?
0: Yeah, I want to explore that um, a little bit more. But uh, before we do, I want to look backward a little bit at the last nine months. Um, What has principaling looked like for you over this time?
1: You know, it has evolved without a doubt. Um, And there are certainly some some highlights and some good things, and there have been some challenges that uh, have, have been like no other. So when I think about the first move, you know, March 13th, when we knew that this was happening and we were moving, I really believed that we were looking at a short-term component. I, I was naive enough to believe that we were gonna be back after spring break.
0: Yeah, I remember having some conversations you know, with you and with staff and thinking, okay, like, we'll, we'll, we'll stomach this and then we'll be back together soon enough.
1: Yeah, and that felt so big at the time, you know, that <laughs> we're gonna do this for a few weeks. And uh, during that time, and really once we realized that we were in this for a longer term, meaning till the end of the year, thinking that um, I felt this, my heart was with our seniors and knowing that they were not having the senior experience. Uh, I have a distinct memory at a booster meeting where we had junior parents and senior parents. And one of the junior parents said, I'm just a junior parent. I can't even imagine what it's like being a senior parent, hmm. not realizing that it is really this year's senior class that ultimately is you know, taking the hit. So I feel, I feel like my heart at that point was Certainly, with our seniors and also with our students who don't have all the resources. You know, as a school, we focus so much on equity, and I don't know that there is much more of an inequitable circumstance than there is a remote learning mm-hmm. circumstance. Um, I would say that there was this frantic move at that point to um, connect, to be, be fun, be funny you know, do these crazy TikToks and all of that stuff. And the energy that went around that um, was amazing. And it was, it was also exhausting for a lot of people. And I have so much gratitude for um, our staff who were able to engage in those sorts of things. And I know it's not for everybody too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it was important to to keep up the morale and to feel like we were still a community, even though we were separated. Um, and that was before we really knew what we'd be getting into this school year, too.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, you know, as we navigated summer, um, summer was not a break. It was a frantic planning for a hybrid model. I think, you know, I, I definitely took fewer days off this summer or um, had more Time to reflect, less time to reflect than I typically would in a summer. Uh, and I think that behind the scenes work is, is more challenging because it's not extremely rewarding work. You know, you are figuring out spaces and cleaning and those sorts of things in hopes that for something that's going to be rewarding. Um, so that has certainly been a challenge. Um, moving into this year, I feel like principling has meant. Uh, Really focusing on our students and staff's needs, um, seeing people as just humans and the human element of our staff and faculty who are navigating their own sets of circumstances and and our families too. And I would say that um, principaling to me now is is totally based on humanity and where we are and what people need.
0: Yeah. Uh, what What would you say are some of the um, like biggest challenges or maybe surprises uh, for our students as they've come back into this school year?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think we all knew that when we did get to move to hybrid, certainly the in-person component, that it might be disappointing for our students that they maybe envision coming back to school. Uh, and I will say I am uh, not surprised, but so impressed with how our school community came together not only during the remote time, which I think we do very, very well, but also in the hybrid model, seeing um, everybody come together—it truly is. It's so, it's so like cliche, but it's truly <laughs> a puzzle that you're putting together. We, you know, we were saying like we're building the airplane as it's flying, kind of thing, and seeing those things play out in front of you that you sat in a room and planned is pretty amazing um, to happen. And there are a lot of behind the scenes, like, things that might seem really small that took a lot of time.
0: Yeah. What are, like, some of the, like, if there was a, a day in the life of an administrator this school year, what would some of the things be? Um, just because we, you know, especially now, we're, we're more separated, a little bit more isolated, yeah. and um, we, we we're kind of all... Uh, fulfilling our responsibilities but not always aware of what's going on around us. Yeah. Um, so what, what does that look like from from your end from your team's end?
1: This year more than ever, um, I would say that I come into school with a plan and this is very true of any time. I come into school every day with a list, you know one through 20 of things and I knowing that I won't get through 20 but maybe on a perfect day I will um, I had weeks where I didn't get to number two hmm. on my list. Connecting with our remote teachers was number two on my list for literally two weeks. And I just couldn't, because we were so navigating what we were going to do with um, you know, moving from hybrid to remote and then navigating every little detail of while we were in hybrid, um, that it just became impossible. So I would say that the administrator's day right now is much more putting out fires than it traditionally is, or quickly planning for. Um, I'm going to say pivot. It's one of my least favorite words right now, because uh, I feel like we take business words like way late in education. <laughs> so I've heard when every time I hear the word pivot, I'm like ooh. But we're pivoting. We're pivoting left and right.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some things that you've seen really work for our students, either from the classroom end or from the uh, like the team room or the administrative end?
1: I think um, certainly I've had the great opportunity to sit in a lot of classes, either in person or remotely this year. And uh, I've seen some teachers do some amazing things, you know, certainly at the start of class, just to get students connected. And we know how important that is. And I also think it's really okay that people do different things and have different styles. I think that's really, really important for our kids. Mm -hmm. If everybody just did like checklist one, two, three. I observed a teacher this week who um, did a picture of the day (laughs) and it was any kind of random picture. Uh, This one happened to be, uh, uh, it was a picture that connected to astronomy and students needed to identify what it was, but it made me think like you could do a close up of a donut. Uh, <laughs> students would look at it and be like, what is this? And I think that would engage some conversation, but um, it's those attempts and knowing what will work with your class in terms of this might work. Do they need a check-in? Do they need um, just, a, do they need to get right to it? You know, what, what does this learning community need from me? And how is that different from period to period? has been one of the just absolutely most amazing things that I've seen our teachers navigate.
0: Yeah, because we, uh, you know, we all have uh, methods and, and practices that have worked in the past. And a lot of this year has been, seems like just a lot of experimenting with, all right, can I replicate this? Can I come up with something brand new that works uh, a little bit better with this group? And just, yeah, how do we figure one another out through the screens that we're in?
1: And I'm thinking, like people have to feel like it's gaslighting at some point, you know. We we always bell to bell instruction, bell to bell, and now we're like, no, just connect. (laughs) You know, spend about ten minutes of your time connecting. So, I I can imagine how challenging that is. And um, I am not a crier. I I don't know if I've ever really cried at work, Uh, and I cried before, and I have cried twice this year at work. Um, I cried in a classroom observation. I'm getting like, just talking about it. Um, Where I just saw how hard the teacher was working to connect and how it was paying off. Um, That energy, I don't know how our teachers sustain that energy, especially with cameras off and that sort of thing. Um, And then there was just a day where at the very end of the day, um, Mrs. Hill came by and she just said like, I, I didn't even know it was building up in me. I didn't even, and she just came by and said like, how you doing?
0: <laughs> and, oh, I, boy. I <laughs>
1: and just like the tears <laughs> rolled. Um, so she must've sent something from me that day or, you know, that's, I suppose that's why she's our guidance chair. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, I, that's never been a part of my um, experience in the workplace. And, that's, and uh, it's, it's brought me to that level this year without a doubt.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, actually, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, you know, we've talked about um, like our, our care for our students and uh, the social emotional learning uh, and that piece. and um, We've also talked about it with our staff as well. Um, so in terms of self-care, has there been anything that you've um, you, you've done that you found helpful for yourself?
1: Um, that's a good question, Jordan. Uh, let's see here. I would say certainly, you know, for me, anytime with my family, and uh, that's probably a stock answer for a lot of people, but I am an introvert by nature. I think that might surprise people. And I know people say that they're, like, oh, I'm introverted. And I am truly an introvert outside of work. Um, and it's bizarre. Like getting up in front of 2,000 people at graduation does not flummox me, it does not bother me at all. Um, but put me in a social scene in my neighborhood. And I'm kind of, it's, I'm awkward and don't know how to navigate that very well. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it is truly, truly time with, our, with my family. They're all home right now yeah. um, for Thanksgiving break, which is just awesome. Uh, and living their own lives and doing their thing. And it's really cool to see that. I am also a dog person. I have three dogs. Um, I have a, a old girl, bulldo- English bulldog. Uh, uh, golden doodle and my son has a mini golden doodle that that came to live with us when he graduated college so we have three dogs and they are truly I, I think all dogs are therapy dogs they're I don't know about your dog. I know you've been navigating a new dog too.
0: Yeah, no, our dog has been fantastic. Oh, okay. um, for, uh, we joined the puppy quarantine club uh, about two months ago. <laughs> and that, that was actually one of the motivating reasons was our, you know, our, our kids have been home and uh, not really in school and not as connected with friends or extended family like they would be. So having a therapy dog around, something that they could play with and be responsible for. And pet has really really become a great asset to the family. But I don't think that's a stock answer because I was reflecting um, about family too. And I realized I've Zoomed with everybody I know, except my family, um, except my wife and kids. And we've never Zoomed um, because I'm grateful I can go home and still, you know, kind of detach from the world and still be with them and embrace them and live together. Absolutely. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Uh, and, and I know we wish the, the pandemic wasn't a thing, but mm-hmm. since it is, uh, is there something that you've, you've learned or some, some good that has emerged from this that we, we might not have found otherwise.
1: Yeah. And for me, that's part of the forward mentality is looking for what are those things that can propel us forward. So I do, um, I feel like I should come out of this pandemic. I bet you a lot of us feel like, you know, I, I'm like, am I going to look back and be like, I should have trained for a marathon or let's face it, like a 5k maybe, (laughs) but I should have, am I going to look back on this time and be like, why didn't I use that time to blah, blah, blah kind of thing. And I've really found that um, there isn't a lot, I don't have a lot of ability to focus on those sorts of things right now that it's like, it seems like we would have all this time. Um, but I will say that I've had um, some relationships that have developed uh, developed as a part of this that have really um, meant the world to me. And it's kind of reconnecting with some friends from a long time ago, from my childhood, really um, connecting with people. You know, the world feels pretty unsafe right now, I think for a lot of us and um, I, I both of my parents passed when I was, you know, a little bit younger, and reconnecting with those uh, friends have meant a lot to me, uh, and some new friendships, too, uh, that, again, that's not natural always for me. I keep my circle a little bit small, and I've really enjoyed um, some new friendships that I've been able to make, and, like, group chats and all of those sort of things have been um, really, really meaningful to me. And I, just like everybody else, I we redid our basement. I mm-hmm. went through the bread baking thing and, you know, I did a lot of those sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um,
0: in terms of education, would you say that there's anything the, the education world has, you know, kind of learned through this that will, when we, we come out on the other side and get as back to normal as we can, uh, that you think will take with us?
1: I do. And sometimes I'm a little leery of, those concepts of you know what do we take from this tragedy or what can we and you know uh we refer to that uh, there there's a um, term for that that I can't think of right now it is um, I, you're gonna have to probably cut this part Jordan but you can keep you know, okay with that.
0: I, I, I'm not familiar with the term for that either yeah
1: it's driving me crazy that I can't think of it so I'm gonna skip that part but in terms of um what we can take away. I do worry sometimes about this, this ideology that there are these great takeaways from something that is really awful. Um, but at the same time, I do believe that there are some. And I think that, I guess I would just go back to, I feel like we we all have just gone back to our true, true humanity. and that our students and our families, they're just people trying to navigate life. Our teachers are, we're all just people. There is nothing more special about anybody than anyone else. And um, we just need to be there for each other in this world. And I think that is critical. And I think that can change how we teach and uh, what we teach quite honestly. I think that is critical. And I'm sure that there are some teaching strategies that everybody will, walk away with is sort of some meaningful opportunities but I know more than anything I do picture the day that we are all you know and I don't know if it's gonna I can't imagine that it's just gonna be like the doors fly open and everybody comes in and there's this but that's what I have in my head.
0: Rushing in and the staff is cheering and the band (laughs) is playing.
1: (laughs) That's what I have in my head for sure so it probably won't happen that way but I'm just gonna like think that for a little while. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So uh, here's a last question here, and then we'll get into our, our little game. Um, but if there were one main thing that you wanted staff to hear right now, what what would that be?
1: Yeah, um, it would definitely be. And I I always worry that because I'm an administrator, and like when you're an administrator, you just are. You can't change your title. You can't. And there are components that come with it that require some sort of you know, difference is I guess what I would say. Um, But I always worry that my true, true feelings of gratitude, I I hope they know how truly sincere they are. And I guess I don't know when you're publishing this, but, um, you know, as we head into Thanksgiving season, uh, Thanksgiving next week right now, or the holidays, um, I think more than ever, it is really and truly about gratitude. And how absolutely proud and overwhelmed I feel when I see what our people are doing and the energy, I, you know, I everything from what we did last spring, um, the graduation parade is something I will never ever forget. But you know, that, that was wonderful, but to maintain that in the day-to-day when you're sitting alone in a classroom is a whole other uh, space and I am, so, so grateful for the work that people are doing to connect with our kids.
0: Beautiful. All right. Are you ready for a few fun questions?
1: Sure. <laughs> All
0: right. I have uh, several would you rather's, and this is the principal edition.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question Would you rather have a student food fight break out in the cafeteria or a staff water balloon fight break out in the main office?
1: Oh gosh. Okay. So my administrative head goes right to like damages. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say student food fight. <laughs> I hope that's, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going food fight.
0: Right. It'll make some hopefully lasting memories with the.
1: yeah old school stuff There.
0: <laughs> All right. Would you rather have your email not work for a day or your zoom not work for a day?
1: Oh gosh. Well, I would rather not have to deal with email for a day for sure. But I think I would, I can't even imagine the anxiety of not being able to sadly um, access my email. I probably check my email even on the weekends, like every two hours. So
0: and the, uh, the, the backlog, if you, could. yeah,
1: so I'm going to say email, but then there has to be nothing that comes in that needs my attention. <laughs> that's the caveat. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, let's say we're back in the building. Um, Would you rather have a bring your pet to school day or bring your grandparent to school day?
1: Oh, now Jordan, you know what I'm gonna say on that one. (laughs) Definitely bring your pet to school.
0: Well, I was thinking you might lean towards grandparents. Just thinking of the damages and the. Distress. That would be cool.
1: Yes, but I will tell you um, that is the one senior prank that don't ever tell anybody. But I, I think that would be pretty hilarious. We hear about that every now and then. Yeah. Uh, well, a- this
0: will be publicly published, so hopefully, yes. no students hear that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, all right. Would you rather compete in the school talent show, or would you rather lead the band in their halftime performance?
1: Um, if I have our music department behind me, I would rather do the band. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I have a talent that is talent show worthy. (laughs) So that's what I'm going to say.
0: All right. All right. Last question. It's kind of a gimme. Would you rather have no students in the building and get all of your work done or have all the students in the building and get none of your work done?
1: Definitely all of the students, and I truly, truly look forward to the day, and I, I, we're going to get there. I know we are, and uh, it's going to, it's going to be okay, and it's, we just got to keep moving forward, right?
0: Absolutely. All right, well, thanks for joining us on today's episode of Teaching and Learning. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: It is the most fun I've had in a while. Thank you. (laughs) Wish in the well. Don't ask Thanks, everyone, for
0: listening it to it our fell. conversation with Principal Novak. In our conversation, you heard about how adopting one word, like forward, can help anchor us. And even more importantly, how hard our staff and our administrators are working to facilitate the best possible experience for our students. Perhaps what came through the most in Principal Novak's conversation is Just recognizing the human element behind every student and every interaction that we share, we're all dealing with our struggles and our circumstances, and at this time, things are a little bit more raw. This is a time when we're forced to strip away anything that's not essential, and what remains is that humanity that we all recognize and share with one another. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Teaching and Learning Podcast. And until next time, forward. I threw a wish in the
1: well. Don't ask me, I'll never tell. I look to you as it fell, and now you're.